this is it. It's a healthy obsession. The podcast is here, ready for your listening pleasure. Myself, Adam Farewell, and my co-pilot, as always, is Mr. Thomas Hurdle. Thomas, say hello. Hello. And this week, we are looking back at the past week's action across the football world. We're looking ahead to what's coming up, and also some of the funny stories from around the globe. It's all going down. Thanks for tuning in, and we're going to kick it off. Back once again, <laughs> like the renegade master. The show is back. I like that song. What's the next line of that song? Back Deep. once again, the with the renegade master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got no idea. No. I like that song, though. It's a great song. Good song. Do you know who it's by? No. Neither do I. But we're back once again, Tommy, <laughs> like the renegade masters. We are. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. Yeah. yeah, really good. Feeling so good. I was telling you earlier, I had a really good sleep last night. You had a good sleep. Amazing what good sleep can do for you. I think this is a, a very underrated thing. Because, you know, for a while, I think it was like uh, seen as a bit of a weakness to sleep too much because it's like, you know, you should be getting after it. Yeah. And, but it's very important to get a good night's sleep. It's funny because of, even this morning when we're having our coffee, yeah. shout out Karen. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Karen. Yeah, yeah, the hillside spot. Definitely doesn't listen to the pod. No, definitely not. She brought up that she gets up at four in the morning to meditate. And obviously I've dabbled with the meditation. My problem is dabbled dabbled with meditation. (laughs) My problem is I never follow through with any of these healthy tips. Yeah, yeah. Happens for a week. What about sleeping? Do you sleep regularly? Like, you know, do you get a good night's sleep often? No. 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 Well, I mean, we started the day off well. Got a little a little hiking and yeah. Fresh for a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to attack the week. Is that it is? It's Thanksgiving week, mate. It's Thanksgiving week. It's a good week. It's I my like favorite, week. my favorite American holiday. Why is it? Why is it your favorite holiday? Because there's no pressure. Because <laughs> I'm a cheap wanker. Yeah. I don't have to buy anyone any presents. <laughs> uh, that, that, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Tom, Tom Hurdle's The Truth About Holidays. The Grinch. Yeah. Thomas the Grinch Hurdle. Thanksgiving is Christmas without presents. I agree with that. It is my favorite holiday yeah. as well. It's cracking. Although I got given shit for that this weekend by somebody. Can't did remember you? who. Yeah. What did they, what's their favourite holiday? Well, they said I shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving because of the uh, connotation of how the holiday came about. All right. Yeah, miserable. Still like it. Yeah. All right, so overlooking all of that, it's nice because you get all of the festive part of it without the commercialization. Is that why we like it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you get Wednesday off work, Thursday off work, Friday off work. Don't have to decorate, don't have to put up the lights, the yeah. tree, none of that nonsense. Although that's going to happen immediately after the Thanksgiving. After, yeah, yeah, I know that's coming. The thing I like most about it, I think, is that there's it's the same week, it's the same day, but it's the same week every year. You know when like when it's coming, yeah. whereas Christmas you're always kind of like, oh, it's a Tuesday or a, you know, it's yeah. like every year it's Thursday, you know you've got those few days off to relax. A load of sports on TV, it's great. Yeah, it's a big Europa League day. Thursday. Yeah, no, well, that's that's really what Thanksgiving is originally yeah. about. Is to support. Yeah, to... Below average European football. Yeah, promote the Europa League, <laughs> a.k.a. the UEFA Cup. UEFA Cup. Yeah. Do you remember the Cup Winners' Cup? Do you remember the Cup Winners' Cup? Tottenham won it before? Uh, Probably. Think we won the Cup Seems like a Tottenham... You won the UEFA Cup. You won the UEFA Cup. It seems yeah. like a Tottenham type of competition. What, like the Intertoto Cup? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think uh, Cup Winners Cup used to be decent because I remember United played Barcelona in it and won it in like '91, oh, I think, wow. and it was taken seriously. Like no one had the B teams out. Mark Hughes scored the winning goal. You remember '91? United winning a cup. How old are you? I was, uh, I was young. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember like the game, but I remember United winning it. I wasn't oh, okay. there. I, I didn't. Was like, Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. 
Not that old, mate. Telling your age. Yeah, no, 30s. 30s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. So, so yeah, there was, uh, it was a bit of local action for us this weekend. We had a cup semi-final, just to give a Phoenix Outlook pub football update. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk us through that? You, you spectated through most of it. Yeah, I came as a mostly unused substitute. Yeah, that's just where you're at in life. I think it was actually very selfless of me. The players were playing well on the pitch. That's what it is. We're calling it selfless. It could be that when we I came on at nil nil, we I went off at two nil down. So that could be yeah. part of the factor as well. Yeah, true. Not that I felt like I was responsible for any of the goals, but no. anyway, uh, second half the lads fought back from three one down. Shout out Ted, who is yeah. a avid listener of the pod. Yeah, he's big time. Um, big who, time. who never ever felt like we weren't going to win the game. No. Very calmly said, "This will be three three, and we'll go to pens." Well, I was sort of taking the piss out of him as well. I'm like, "You are the ultimate optimist." It was amazing yeah. his optimism, but it wasn't even like questionable. Yeah, it's just like, he was dead certain. Three three. Like, like, no, we draw this. So I was like, "You're a confident man." It's ten minutes to go, and we are three one down, <laughs> and you have us down winning this on penalties. And he was nearly right, but we lost on penalties, which we're going to be talking about later in the show, specifically yeah. penalties, because that was a running theme of we, the weekend. We won't dig into the pens yet. Yeah, of what happened and why we lost the pens. Yeah, we won't talk but, about that just yet. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it's just a disappointing season, really. Because, yeah. well, there's two sides of looking at it because it's either a good season because I think the league was better this year, much better, but also we don't normally not get to finals. We're a finalist team, one yeah. kick away, yeah, one kick away. Roberto Baggio on the same feeling on the bright side. The end of season party comes one week earlier. Yay! <laughs> when we also we had a, an interesting Saturday because we were at a volleyball tournament, yes. Which could be the future of the club. I think we're going to move slowly, gracefully towards <laughs> volleyball games, aren't we? That, that's our speed now. Looks like fun. So much fun. Yeah. We, we lack height for volleyball. Hosted and operated by Arizona Sports League, if you've heard of that organization. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug, Arizona Sports League. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into a bit of football, shall we? Let's do it. Because I know where you're going to want to start, and it's going to be with uh, Tottenham Hotspur, which we described on the show last week as the acid test for Premier League title winning credentials. And yeah, so uh, big yeah. showdown with Manchester have you, City. Have you, have you seen my phone anywhere? Your phone? No. Have you seen it? No. No, it's, it's like Spurs. Top of the table! <laughs> That's it. Well, that, that's bad. That's not. That's not good. Uh, that's we we can do better than that. Can we, I? Yeah, we can do better. I don't than think that. I can. I don't know. It's not a good banter. It's the best I've got. It's not your best work. And I, as you know, I'm not a fan of your work. <laughs> <laughs> and this was not good. That Spurs top of the league. Uh, we said it would be a Mourinho test of where the club is at, where the team is at, and I think he's actually started to install that mentality where yeah. we can win big games. Uh, and look, City had seventy odd percent of the possession. I think we only had a couple of shots on goal. Um, I think the two shots on goal both went in. Mourinho had a great quote, didn't he? Do you remember what it was <laughs> off the top of your head? He said in his post, post-game presser. Something to do with them having 80% of possession. And he said, they can take the ball home if they want. I'll take the three points. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. And, and what a good point. I mean, everyone gets snobby about stats and it's like, no one gives a shit. If you're a manager, we just beat Manchester City 2-0. Don't care. You can have 90% of possession. Don't care. At that level? Right? 100%. And Tom, I thought Tom was very good. Good, disciplined performance. Still, on, on the counter, attacking. Lethal, yeah. Unbelievable. I don't think that there's another guy in the league that I would rather my opportunities fall to than Son. He's so clinical. So clinical. He's, he's fast. He's, he's, he's strong in, now. Yeah. It's funny, if you look at Son when he first signed for Spurs, 
He was quite scrawny. He was, frail, he was quite yeah. frail, but he's now yeah. a, a proper athlete. Yeah. Pace, power, his touch is unbelievable. And he, he's a player that when I watch him, he just looks like he has fun playing football. Like he looks like he's so happy and excited to play. And it's like, that's contagious, I think. Yeah. And, and him and Kane at the moment are just deadly together. One, well, and the, the movement, for his movement for that first goal, where he cut, it's so hard to defend against. He what? split the two centre-backs, and I can't remember who the other Spurs player was. It, Kane checked to Kane the ball checked, and brought yeah. both centre-backs out. Unbelievable. And, 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 and even the, the ball by Ndombele, just to dink it in behind. Really nice. World class. And there was actually a goal we had disallowed a couple of minutes later, yeah, yeah. which the move was, it went from side to side, but always forward, mm. lightning fast, and Kane was marginally offside. Might have been goal of the season, to be honest with you, just as a team move, yeah, which was, was fun to watch for, from a Spurs perspective, because you were slicing through City. Um, yeah, it was, it's very encouraging for Spurs. Now, now the thing's going to be, everyone's, everyone's jumped on the bandwagon that win the you know, Spurs are going to win the league. Who Spurs was the first win. mover on that? Do you remember? Sounds sounds familiar. Yeah, it was. I, I've said that about a month ago on the show that yeah. Spurs would win the league. It's in the archives. By, by the way, we've played nine games, so all <laughs> yeah, Spurs are going to win the league. That's one third of ish of the season. It's a quarter, it's a quarter it's of the season. 9, 18, 27, 36. 36. But we played less than a quarter. We're under twenty five percent. Thirty eight games. Yeah. yeah. So that's how far we're less than a quarter. In. Yeah, but that, but everyone says that every every season someone says, yeah. "Oh well, we've only played half the games." Yeah, but I mean, so, so would you rather be top of the league going into Christmas? Another big test for Spurs coming up because we've got Chelsea on the weekend. Is that so, away? Yes, uh, I, I don't think we'll get into this in a minute. Yeah, I don't think the way we'll talk about it with the Leeds Arsenal game, but I think yeah. the home and away at the moment is almost irrelevant. Doesn't matter. I, don't, yeah. I think there's with no fans in the stadium. Yeah. I think it neutralizes pretty much everything but that, that being said Spurs uh, they've just kept winning they're keeping clean sheets which is always a big thing they're getting a few calls here and there that you need if you're going to go on and win the league and I think as I've been saying for a month just because of my you know amazing abundance of football knowledge that the squad is so deep yeah they are they have the depth now where previously it didn't where if Kane was out then I think you ride a Kane injury right now, although it's obviously massive for you. Yeah. But I think if Kane, you wouldn't I, shit yourself like you had previously, like, oh no, the season's over because we've lost Kane. 100%. And it, it was, Lo Celso came off the bench and scored within a minute of coming on. Right. I mean, we've now got that where you look at it and you say, actually, I think we can compete on a couple of fronts. But Bale didn't start, wasn't really a factor in the game. And, mm. you know, everyone's thinking, oh, Bale's come back. Yep. Like I said last week, I think Bale's a Europa League player for Spurs. He's going to help yeah. us on that front. Push on in Europe. It's very, very exciting. It's crazy how quickly it can turn around because three months ago, I'd have been saying Spurs are in trouble, like we're sloppy. Yeah. You know, Mourinho a, a doesn't understand it. That. A lot of people said the same thing. There's like people watching that documentary is like, this is never going to last. What a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they've all bought in and the mentality's right. So yeah. I've got to give Mourinho credit for what he's doing. And he's, he's got all his shithousing games going on as well. Yeah. You know, coming back from the break, he was all about. Uh, Sterling and now he dropped out and he kept saying you know oh Sterling's going to play tomorrow you'll see it he'll be on the pitch and he's had a rest mm. and he's playing those games now which I think is a sign that he's enjoying it yeah. and he's got the taste for it because he's now when he starts engaging in that front you know he thinks hey listen I can give us that little one percent advantage with a little bit of mind games mm. it's, it's a fun little project it looks it looked for a long time it's like interesting that you say that because it looked for a long time that he just wasn't enjoying football mm. at, at united he never looked like he was enjoying himself his last bit at chelsea and even when he very first went to spurs i thought he doesn't look like a man that enjoys mm. this game anymore from what for like his right. 
physically, the way he looks, yeah. and it's like it looks like he's just burnt out and needs a holiday and or go and do something else in the game, yeah. right? But he seems to be a bit reinvigorated and, uh, and and enjoying it, which Guardiola just signed a new deal as well. And I think that that's going to be tricky for Guardiola. And I know it's easy to say after they've lost, but Guardiola's got a big rebuilding job, I think, at City. He made a comment that basically signed the contract, but the second he thinks the team regresses, mm. he'll he'll step away, which is also an interesting mindset for me. Yeah, it's like a bit cowardly. Like, oh, if they, if they drop off, yeah. then I'll, I'll hand it off. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Not sure I buy that myself. I think they're going to have to go and spend big money in the summer. The, the squad's a bit burnt out in certain areas. I, I think, think so. Carl Walker got found out in the game. Yeah. He's lost a yard of pace. And he's, Roy Keane he, thinks he's an idiot. Yeah. Working's always right. Always so right. Yeah. I think he's, they've got some areas where they're just a little bit frail for me. And it's, well, and also any team loses the sort of spine of their team, which was company, David Silva yeah. and Aguero's yeah. sort of on... Big, not big on characters on. as much as big players, right? Yeah, it's leadership so. in a team. Yes. I, I, think, I think that that's City rebuilding job. They'll still be good, but they're not how, title contenders. How far do you see them falling this year? City, yeah. I think they'll still be in the top, top four. four. Yeah, I, I still think they'll be there because just because they've still got enough. They have a Christmas transfer window. They'll maybe go and pick up one or two players. Yeah. But I still think that they've got enough where they'll be in the top four. I just don't see them competing to win the league this yeah. season. Uh, Interesting I, space I, to watch. Yeah, no, I think I think Spurs looks excellent. And we said it sort of tongue-in-cheek, but I think that was a big acid test for them and they yeah. pass the flying colours. So another game that we talked about last week that we wanted to uh, preview last week was Liverpool and Leicester. Yeah. Did you watch this one? I watched the highlights last night. Mm. Um, and you've got to give it to Liverpool. They were excellent. Everyone's questioning, oh, they've got injuries, they've got this and that, and, uh, you know, so-and-so's out, and they're missing Salah, and they're, they're missing a lot of players yesterday. And I think there's an interesting... Um, what would I say? Like, it's starting to show that maybe the mentality, the approach to management is a little bit different mm. because used to have managers and even Spurs, well, our oh, Kane's out. That's why we're struggling. We're missing players. We're missing this. We're missing that. And now you've got like a Klopp who's built a system and a culture that players, you can plug in a player and it's the same. You do the same job as so-and-so. And when you've built an effective system like that, it doesn't matter who's playing. Everyone understands their role. You mm. can still find success. Jot has gone in there and slotted in like he's been there forever. And yeah. I think that's where the question would be, do managers need to be given more time to establish that culture, that mentality, that environment? Because Ferguson would be another one where he would bring in players. And yeah, they'd reinvent themselves a little bit, but it was plug and play. You come in and this is our system. This is how we do things. Mm. And we're successful. And it took time. He, was, he didn't win straight away. It took him four years. Did yeah. Klopp win straight away at Liverpool? Took him a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. Is it showing that if you give managers the time to build a system, you get the success? And I mean, listen, you can't argue with what Liverpool just did on the weekend. They're beating Leicester, who are a good Leicester team, comfortably. I mean, Leicester, Liverpool dominated the game. Dominated the game. So there's a couple of things there that are, is interesting. First, um, Jota, I think that it's a great example of going signing a player for a job because a lot of people, when they signed him, it's like, Eh, like, all right, but now he looks like a world beater because of the system, yeah. right? He, he 
it's so smart from whoever's doing the recruiting at Liverpool. Obviously, Klopp plays yeah. a big part of that. But he's grabbing a player like that, saying, I know exactly where we can use you in this yeah. system. And all of a sudden, it's like, he looks yeah. like one of the best players in Europe at the moment. Smart recruitment. Four goals in four games, I think, for him. His movement for that goal. For, it, it, he's the first Liverpool player. This is a weird... I, don't, I love how they fish out weird stats. Yeah. Like, this is a big... St- he's the first Liverpool player to score in his first four home games. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, great. Yeah. But, but his movement for that goal and Robertson's cross was excellent so but it, it took him to make that run across it was like an old school centre forward like cutting header across the goal but he knew when the ball went to Robertson he knew where the ball was going yeah. that's the system All, interesting game um, one of my big standouts was Robertson's crossing in the game was phenomenal yeah, he, he put in four or five crosses yeah. and, and one of my favourite elements of football is crossing I, yeah. crossing's an art yeah, definitely. it's an art, and I, I love a player who can cross a ball and put it into great areas with the whip and the bend and shapes it around into people's mm. runs. I absolutely that's my favorite part of football. I love crossing. Roberts is so good, and, and he is one of the I mean, he might be the best in the world at the moment. Him or Trent Alexander. Unbelievable. Liverpool crosses. got two of them. <laughs> it, it, it was a joy to watch. Yeah. Interesting that the game, all three goals were from crosses, correct? Two from corners. Yeah. And one from across. Yeah. Um, so, you know, set pieces for Leicester have been a problem. Mm. I think that's the fifth corner kick they've conceded from this season. Really? It's got yeah. conceded two yesterday. One was the own goal and the, uh, the second one was pretty poor. They weren't great either. Leicester didn't have their best day, but that's because Liverpool are also really so good. good. Uh, I think that we talked about on the show last week that this is... Liverpool, that was not, not an acid test, I wouldn't say, because they're the champions, right? So I'm not saying that they've got anything to prove, but with the injuries that they've got, it was definitely a, like, can you keep up the pace with a depleted squad? And they, I mean, went through like, easily, like... Breezed it. Breezed one of the top four teams in the, at the moment in the country, right? If you're Klopp, you're going home and you're very, very happy. Oh, you're thinking, yeah. this is great. Yeah. You know? And just back to your earlier point, when you were saying about the team, and it gets me thinking when I hear that example of, like, didn't managers need time to build their teams? Because you look at, like, European models and they often don't keep managers for more than two or three seasons but most clubs, is it about the club having the philosophy and the system in place so that it doesn't matter? It matters, but like whoever the manager is adheres to the philosophy and style of the club, like Barcelona or Ajax or like a team has a, yeah. a template in place so that anyone can come in there now and be like, okay, we know that this is the way we play so that recruiting becomes easier as well. Does that become the, is that the next step where now clubs, yeah, clubs now go after a manager that fits their philosophy, their philosophy, rather than bringing in a manager to establish a philosophy. Well, because I, I think that's where it is right now. I think it's, we want someone to come and do what Klopp's done. And I think, I think United suffered from that for years, uh, who were the bigger, one of the bigger examples that after Ferguson left, it's like managers with different tastes. Because then what happens when you recruit in policy? It's like a mess. It's, it's a mismatch of like Moyes, Van Gaal, Mourinho players – well, that's three different styles of football and you've got, so instead of it being, this is a Manchester United team yeah. and the coach layers on top of that. Yeah. And I think that a lot of European teams, that's where the sporting director comes in, right? Because he's in charge yeah, of recruiting. consistency. Yeah. But, but the sporting director has to bring in players that the manager of course. can use yeah. or fix what the manager's trying to do. The manager has to sign off on yeah, that. Yeah, it has to. It has to. They have to go hand in hand. And I think that's an interesting kind of element to bring up. 
yeah what, what would you say would you rather your team back a manager and keep him in there till he's got his model down or, or do you say look if it's not going well after a season you've got to pull the plug how long do you wait on a guy no one's going to wait three or four seasons like they used to right would you can't afford to no no financially that, that's the difficulty to. i think it's, it's a double-edged sword isn't it because we sit here and say i'll oh, give a manager time yeah but also we need champions league football yeah 100 so, and and if you're just chasing success mm. sometimes just just playing to win a game doesn't fit your long-term philosophy because you have to do things that you wouldn't maybe normally do to win a game right right yeah. we're going to play direct today because that's where we're going to kind of maybe steal a goal and win one nil mm-hmm. get three points gets in the champions league but in the long run you're not developing a system yeah. Uh, it's a tough one yeah it's yeah like lots, lots of different uh like band-aid style solutions right where you're just sort of papering over the cracks of a weak squad or... and i think there are band-aid managers yeah i think there are band-aid managers i think there are system managers philosophy managers there's yeah. diff- different kinds of guys for different jobs fits what you need yeah and i guess it depends on the club right yeah so ne- next up uh, another game that <laughs> you and i absolutely failed to predict the outcome of that we we thought was going to be a like shirts off woohoo amazing game and it was it wasn't a bad game i don't think but it wasn't the uh, goal fest that we predicted was arsenal versus leeds i like that we are becoming more uh not mainstream but uh, the fact that people are contacting us saying that our predictions were wrong. Yeah. You know, we're pe- getting called out. Yeah. So it's a sign of success, isn't it? I, that's what I was going to say. Are you, are you trying to like give us basically like a crafty like promo there? And like, yeah, we're brilliant. Yeah. I agree with you, mate. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. This is like, uh, you know, uh, just basically for me to sit here and think it's how fucking amazing we are. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep being upset when we get it wrong. Yeah. yeah. Haters. Yeah. Oh, we've got haters. Does that mean, mean we've made it when we've got haters? <laughs> Hater. I've only had one person contact me. I had a few every hey. week. Oh. Yeah, sometimes nothing to do with the podcast. Hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> People message me calling me a twat. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sauce, mate. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Another game <clears throat> that we thought would be a goal fest. It could have been a goal fest, I think. Yeah. Leeds were by far the better team mm. against 10 men and against 11 men. Right. Um hit the post with a crossbar three times, very unfortunate not to win it. Are you a believer that sometimes it's worse to play against 10 men? Or is that just absolute shy? I had that thought. No, I, I don't think it is shy. I think it's easy to say, oh, that's a cliche. Mm. But the mentality of the opposition immediately changes. They, they sit deeper, they work harder. It does make it difficult mm. sometimes. Well, and a siege mentality yeah, kicks in, right? Yeah. So half an hour leads were up to upper man. Um, I, I think... I think that if that game has fans, I think Leeds win the game. Well, it seems like Leeds, I would say Sheffield United, yeah. perhaps Fulham even. Fulham's not known for... Fulham's a good ground, but I mean more so because it's like right on top tight, of the pitch, yeah. a bit tight. They're not known for being like notoriously loud or like boisterous like the Leeds fans might be. But I think that those teams will suffer more. No because Yeah, because of not having... Especially Leeds, first think, season back in the prime. I think yes and no. I think for Leeds... Yes, they would be better with fans. Mm. A Fulham, maybe not, because there's also that element of when it's not going well and the fans get on you, they're frustrated. That can also damage the player psyche as well. True. So, yes and no. Leeds, I think the second Arsenal got out of 10 men, the atmosphere in that place would have been through the roof. 100%. And, and the players get that extra urgency because there was, there was times in the game where I felt like Leeds didn't have that urgency to go and win the game. Mm. They were creating chances. But the fans, you know, last five minutes, you know, the board goes up and it's an added five. 
the roar around the ground. Yeah. You know, the keeper's got the ball and the connected three or four passes around the back with like two minutes to go. And I'm like, get it forward. Right. But a whole crowd would have been telling them, send it, get it long, <laughs> get it into the box. Let's try and score a goal, right? And it's, I just think that atmosphere has gone a little bit. And it was the first time that I've really, since the shutdown, thought like, it's really weird not having fans again. Like it caught yeah. me again because I've got, I've caught myself almost used to it for a little while now. It's almost like you watch the game and you don't, I said to Sarah, I was watching a game, my wife, and I was like, it's going to be weird when fans are back because it's going to have a dip. The game will be different. It really will. Yeah. It's, it's going to almost be like a bit of a reset button for players again. Like, oh yeah. shit. Now you've got 20,000 people screaming down your, uh, right. screaming down at you from the sounds. So it's mad. Did you, obviously you watch the game, but yeah, I've, I, it's 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 like Groundhog Day for Arsenal. It just feels like they, they're so toothless. I I think it sort of annoys me that Arteta's getting a bit of a pass that if he's Solskjaer or even uh, Unai Emery when he was at Arsenal, you're getting ripped apart. It's I don't weird. know. I don't know why. Why do some managers get a pass and others don't? It is weird. Really, really. Strange. I'm I'm okay with him getting a pass yeah, right yeah, now yeah. because as long as he's there, <laughs> I, I don't see them turning a corner. No, I, I, I don't either. I'd be surprised if they're anywhere near the but, top. But we, we talk about this, like we're talking about managers and philosophy and buying and the transfer policies. Mm. Like they bought Pepe, who's got sent off. Right. He's the fifth most expensive player in Premier League history. That's mad. Is he a bust? I think it's probably a little too soon and a bit harsh to say that, but... I mean, I don't see it personally when I watch him play. I don't see anything that's so different about him that I think oh, wait, he's going to turn a corner here. I just haven't seen anything. And I, Look, I don't watch Arsenal every minute, every week, but I haven't seen anything that stands out where I think this boy is just getting his feet. You can tell by his movement. You can tell by his attitude it's coming. I just don't see that in him when I see him play. But again, I might be wrong. It just might be too soon. I, I don't watch Arsenal enough. But from what I've seen and like when watching against right. Leeds, I just don't see anything that's there. But I mean, 72 million. That's mental. And he's getting sent off for like silly, stupid, putting yeah. his head in someone's face. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. F- for me, that you see, Patrice Everett was slagging. Uh, who, who did he have? But um, oh, a, the deck. Day, yeah. Was it Luke Ayling? Nope. I don't think so. No. But anyway, whoever was ever said it, it was like he deserved an Oscar for like falling around. It's like yeah, but you shouldn't be sticking your head out. You, you know, know the consequences you know, these days. You, you can't know and, in this day. And even age, more so not. now. You know the cameras watching you. Yeah, like, even if a breath right. misses it, you're getting caught now. Yeah. Uh, absolute mad so uh, I think Leeds um, still look good Bielsa interesting with him just everyone's very excited about him I think he's good mm. but has he me- reached a match now at his level where it's not as the tactical game is matched a little bit as well well, yeah, and I'm not saying that you get found out, but eventually, you know, people will get wise to it, whatever whatever the coach's strategy is, right? Yeah. And that's when you have to evolve and adapt. So his is just so, it's so ambitious for a team that have come up out of the championship yeah. to be playing that kind of football against. He's not changed yeah. City, Arsenal, yeah. with the, the bigger teams in the league. He's still going for it. I respect that, yeah. He's got his philosophy down and leads of all, they've all bought into they, it, right? Uh, I saw an interview with a couple of Leeds boys this week and they, they were talking about some of their training philosophies and uh, what they're doing training. And I thought this was really cool. They play a game called Murder Ball. Or the, the players call it Murder Ball. Mm-hmm. Where he does like five, five minute periods of the game with a staff around the outside of the pitch. Mm-hmm. And it is balls to the wall, 100 miles an hour. Every time a ball goes out, the nearest coach to the ball 
because Apollo will, just throws one back in. So the game never stops Can't for five stop. minutes yeah. and it's all out. Yeah. And that's the way they play. Yeah, that's it. For the most part. It's brilliant. And, and this has always been the concern. We, we talked about this, like COVID doing them a favor, breaking it up so that they could come back and finish the season and go up because they were already tapering, like yeah. wavering, tapering off before the end of the last season, before COVID shut everything down. Is that going to be a problem for them at the back end of the season? After we get through Christmas, you get the else team gets to February or March, do the wheels start falling off yeah. because the players are fucking burnt out. Playing at that Naked. speed is aggressive. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we're going to hit a quick break now and we'll be back in just a moment. It's electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub, my friend. We're back. We're live. Tommy, how was your break? Yeah, I'm back. Do you think do you think the breaks are getting more efficient or <laughs> that was a quick break? It was a quick break. It was like a timeout. Well, because like a thirty I, second timeout. I, I think we've been we've learning from the production part of this that what we were doing when we first started <laughs> a little little look behind the curtain and for everybody, we were doing the show, we'd get to half time, we'd start talking about football at half time, yeah. like for 45 minutes. It's like, why the fuck aren't we recording? We should have recorded half time, yeah. Yeah, half of the, the content <laughs> of the show would have been much better the, if we had actually recorded our half time show. Yeah, the best part of the show was half time. Yeah, so we just record the half time show from now on and not yeah. record the show. Yeah. Brilliant. That's a bit of a mind fuck though. Because yeah. I'm Because now I, you're recording the show. Yeah. Or not, not the, the show. Half time. This isn't the show. All right. So is this the show or is this the is this half time? In you said interval? we're back. We're live. Whatever you say, live. I'm I'm on. Yeah, but I can edit all of this out. We don't edit the show. Yeah, that's true. It's always unedited. Yeah. Do we yeah, get extra true. points for that? That is true. Do we get extra points for that? For being unedited. Yeah. Yes. All right. We don't edit anything ever. Yeah. I, uh, maybe one or two things when Dino and Fraser are on. I don't think we edited Dino. Fraser, oh, Dino. maybe. Dino said he wants to do it again, but he wants three pints before <laughs> he comes back on. I'm up for a Dino round two. All right. Okay. Well, the people want it as well. Fraser. Mm. <laughs> He's having a rough week. Leave sorry, him alone. sorry, friend of the show, Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm leaving him alone today. All right. So before we get into the preview of this week's football in action, we should give uh, Chelsea a little mention real quick as well because they got another big win at the weekend. And are they going, the question, Tom, is are they going a little under the radar for potential contenders? They're in the mix. They beat Tottenham this weekend. I it's mean, a big game coming up. Spurs, Chelsea. Uh, that is a pretty big game. Again, Spurs better not bottle it because I've got a pasty tab based on Spurs, Spurs finishing above Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. With two people. Put Spurs shirt on then. I could be having a nice like day out at the pasty shop. How many pasties can you get for fifty dollars? I got hundred at the pasty. Hundred dollars. Fifty phrases of fifty toes. What's that? Ten pasties? Yeah, it's like ten bucks a pasty. Yeah. Excellent. I went there on Friday. Shout out Cornish pasty shop. Nice. Yeah. All right. So yeah, preview. Uh, let's get into that. So Chelsea, you think they've got? It's a big game this weekend. So we can transition gracefully. See what I did there? Bridge that in. Yes. Chelsea. Beating Newcastle 2 0. I didn't watch the game. Did you watch the game? No. All right, so we'll skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll, bridge, we'll bridge straight into uh, preview, which one of the big games coming up this weekend is. I don't like that this is like, you. this is you doing the running order, you biased bastard. Right, what's wrong? Oh, so, well, we'll talk about Spurs and City, and now we're talking about the preview. Let's talk about Spurs and Chelsea. But they are two big games. Yeah. Big club, big games. Bigger than West Brom, Sheffield United. That's a massive game yeah, because they're game. both in the relegation zone. Big game. And both teams that I think like 
West Brom last year played good football. Yeah. And Sheffield United had really good football last year. So what's happened? West Brom are a team that I am just never bothered about. They never excite me. Nicknames the baggies. Sheffield United does like Rubbish. a bit of flavour and it's like new, they're new. But West Brom constantly in the Prem, out the Prem, in the Prem, out the Prem. Like Fulham as well. I can't be bothered. Like give us someone interesting like, you know, Blackpool or... It would have been really good if Brentford came up. Yeah, Brentford. See, I want Brentford, not West Brom. And if Brentford came up, Ollie Watkins might have stayed at Brentford, not yeah, gone to Villa. Yeah. Villa could have been in the shit. Yeah, see? Crazy world. Dominoes. Yeah. So, yeah, so big game, Spurs-Chelsea. I think that this one sets the, the pace then for whichever team gets the result, right? So either one of those teams, two teams, I think they're confident. Spurs back-to-back, yeah. City-Chelsea wins yep. is a real like, hey, we're in this. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that one goes. Yeah. Um, there is Champions League going on this week, but nobody's interested in that. There's no big games. That is that because Spurs aren't in it? Oh, sorry. Champions League doesn't make the running order because Spurs aren't in it. Yeah, Europa League's on Europa Thursday, League, big Thanksgiving, big Thanksgiving, Europa League football. So, um, so, so who do Spurs play in the Europa League? Do you even know? Ah, you've been found out, you fraud. I think we're playing Bulgaria at home. Bulgaria at Bulgaria home. home? An international game. Yeah, Bulgaria. Yeah. Basically, Bulgaria national team. Yeah, Stoichkov's playing. <laughs> yeah. God, you are a blagger. You don't even know your team's playing in Europe. Of course. United play Istanbul. No, it's not Istanbul that you think it is, though, is it? No, it's the other one. It's the new one. That new team with loads of money. I don't know. I never heard of them. Anyway. Yeah, that's because you're a blagger. You don't even know your own team's playing in on Thanksgiving, nonetheless. That's a sin. Playing Ludigrets. 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 Yeah. There used to be a team in the sixes called Ludigrets. Yeah. Load of Bulgarian lads. There you go. We're playing Istanbul BB. Happy days. Yeah. So, got that. And then, uh, yeah, exciting week of football again, I guess. So. Yeah, Leeds and Everton. I think that'll be a good game. Yeah. Southampton, Manchester United. It's got a 3-0 win for Southampton, guaranteed. Mm, Southampton look good, so yes. Yeah. At Southampton. Yeah. It'll yeah. be tough. But, oh, I thought you said the crowd doesn't matter. Home and away doesn't matter anymore. Dead as a crime. <laughs> 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 well uh, also the trip is quite lengthy to Southampton from Manchester yeah because you don't fly there do you no they'll be on a bus you will fly there they'll be on a bus mm-hmm. they'll be on the uh, stagecoach out of Manchester oh my god <laughs> let's talk about some funny stuff alright so the first thing that you've put on the running order is grabbing balls <laughs> that's, all, <laughs> that's all you've put on the running order is grabbing balls who was the lad that's been grabbing people's balls uh, not really London who's the lad who's been grabbing people's I balls I was going to say why, why you sound like a cockney Darnell Fisher and you put this actually in the in the. what's interesting is he's an, it says FA probe for grabbing opponent's genitals weird, he- weird headline to say that there's a probe, probe. what yeah. are they going to do probe him <laughs> to find out why he's been grabbing balls tell us why you're grabbing <laughs> balls <laughs> <laughs> oh for fuck's sake so yeah. have you have you ever has anyone ever grabbed you in the balls while you were playing football I don't think so <laughs> that's a lie you went I don't <laughs> <laughs> so you're lying there so have you grabbed someone's balls while you were playing football I've not but I, there are some like, old dirty techniques that I used to are there yeah that doesn't sound good yep. either yeah it doesn't sound good doesn't <laughs> old dirty well, techniques some of my old dirty techniques right <laughs> You can find those on uh, Tommy's uh, OnlyFans page. <laughs> His old dirty techniques. No, I'll tell you what one of my favourite ones was. So like, someone's on the floor mm. 
and you know, they're on the floor and you're giving them an old dirty technique. <laughs> you're making this worse. Come on, it's keep going. It gets worse. Get onto it. Yeah, yeah. So that obviously you fouled them. Yeah. So you you put your hands up right. to the referee. Oh, sorry, mate, but you know, yeah. I didn't mean a foul. It's late tackle. You yeah. know, don't book me. Right. I'll pick him up. So you bend down to pick him up. No, not by the balls. <laughs> too obvious. Now you reach under his arms to pick him up. Right. But as you're lifting him up. Now you pull his armpit hair. Oh, that's not cool. But what's the immediate reaction if someone pulls your armpit hair? Yeah. You throw it, they push you. Yeah, you have a swing. And then you're like, fucking hell, I'm just picking him up. What's his problem? Uh, see, Brilliant. Yeah, uh, see, I've never needed to do any of that. I'm cultural football. Because you don't foul anyone because you don't get near enough to tackle them. True, also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's because I'm cultural football. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, yeah, anyway. That's, but no, I don't grab balls. No, not on. I'm not a ball grabber. Not a ball grabber. No. Okay, so Darnell Fisher's getting probed by the FA. Well, I should you should say FA probe because probed by the FA doesn't sound good, does it? <laughs> so he's getting probed for grabbing the opponent genitals twice. He did it twice at a corner kick. Was it the same? Was same balls or different balls? Uh, I don't know. And good, good question. Is that really a factor? Well, if it's two different people, is it like you're a serial groper? <laughs> serial groper. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. so yeah so this is gone well and we've got more uh, genital chat here as well so i'll read this out to you two russian pilots from pobeda pobeda airlines are under investigation <laughs> after appearing to draw a penis on a flight map with some cheeky maneuvers in the air the stun is understood to be a protest against zenit st petersburg striker artem zuba being banished from the russia squad after a video of the player appeared appearing to masturbate on camera went viral <laughs> so <laughs> there's so many layers to that oh. so so a why is a footballer getting caught yeah having a tommy tank yeah on camera number one number two they've dropped him because of that is that what they're saying yeah so he's been kicked off the russian team and the pilots who are obviously zenit st petersburg fans have flown two russian pilots have flown a a plane and on the heat map for their flight map they've uh, but, but but the second level to that is like why is that a protest what do they think that's going to do is uh, that like bring him back look yeah. we're flying dicks in the air the russian fa just, the russian fa have just seen this and been like no we need to bring him back nah, the russian fa have said you need a probe as well yeah they've just given everyone a probe probing that that's quite funny though that is that is funny imagine sitting down at the pub should we should we make a dick on the map yeah yeah go on that is good <laughs> it's rich if I want to follow that story you want it yeah we want to continue to yeah. follow it I want to find out where that goes what well, yeah are the pilots going to get suspended or can pilots just do what what's wrong with that like yeah. is it that bad it's a bit of a waste of fuel fair <laughs> that's against the environment it's a, yeah and which we know you're which big we are big environmentalists here at AHO yeah. well you are especially yeah. yeah that's why I don't preheat my oven I'm doing my bit and they're cancelling it out. Did you pre did you cook in Nathan your oven this week? Uh, no, I ordered a curry last night. Did you? Yeah. Ordered it out. Did you just did you when it got there, did you have to warm it up? Was it good? No, no. Who orders a curry where it shows up cold? Well, it depends on the If you if your curry shows up cold, send it back, mate. Is it? Well that it shouldn't show up cold, should it? Well, I've never ordered a curry to my house. No? No. I'll just go and pick it up. I'm not lazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, no, you know, I'm a big tipper as well. Yeah. So, anyway, dead air is a crown. Back to <laughs> back to airplanes and willies. Well, we're past that now. All right. Uh, let's okay. talk about some South Koreans. 
South Koreans, yeah. So South Korean in we're going to Asia now and <laughs> South, South, around the world. Yeah. So in a fight for justice, uh, South Korean supporters have won their court case after Cristiano Ronaldo was benched in a Juventus friendly. So this was summer nineteen, and apparently, you know, they go on these tours. The team's gone the tours. Yeah. Thirty thousand fans have shown up for a game where they were promised Ronaldo action and Ronaldo has benched the whole game. So they've sued the marketing company that put the game on and they've given them 50% of the ticket money back, which at $60 a ticket, $30 return for 25, no, 30,000 fans. That's quite aggressive. I love the, the, the title have been served justice. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's a war crime. Oh, it is. <laughs> These, nah. these marketing companies must learn yeah. that the fans won't take it. If you promise me Ronaldo in a preseason friendly, give me Ronaldo. You know, it's funny. I bet they start writing contracts into those games. Definitely. They have to show a certain, play a certain number of minutes. Yes. They should as well. Yeah. I got fucked by Phoenix Suns two years ago, last year. Yeah, you said ago. you went and they were already out of the playoffs. So they, they were out of the playoffs nobody. and Golden State were already in the playoffs. So they rested all like <laughs> Steph Curry and I, it was disgraceful. <laughs> I had all my nephews with me waiting to see Steph Curry and Devin Booker didn't play because the playoffs were already done. Now what you need to do is sue, sue them yeah, sue and the use, use the South Korean case yeah. as like yeah. backup. Yeah. Look what happened there. And you're going to get 50% of your, you're getting $25 back. Ticket for free. Oh, you want you wouldn't want money back. You'd want a ticket to a good game. Yeah, but my ticket was free. Oh, you did. Don't pay for the ticket anyway. You got comped the ticket in the first I'm place. I'm disgraced. Yeah. <laughs> I want my time back. I want my time back. I want my time back. Yeah, I want my time back, and I want Steph Curry to come to Jack's birthday party <laughs> and show us how to slam dunk. You know what's cool? Here's a cool story. Come on. I didn't even tell you about this. Speaking of slam dunking. Um, <laughs> So this week, I was at our clubhouse for the, the youth club. We've got a couple of um, those vert test jumps oh, where you can nice. jump and like hit the thing. Yeah, yeah. So we don't use them ever. Right. So I was like, we need, let's just sell them. You know, someone could probably use them. They're worth a couple of hundred dollars. Put mm. it on uh, Facebook for cheap. And they've been on there for a while. And one of them sold. And I get a message from a guy. And he's like, hey, I'd love to come and get one. So I'm like, yeah, go for it, mate. And he comes in, a younger guy. And... He's looking at it, and I'm like, yeah. he's like, I'll take it. I was great. I was like, oh, is it your coach for a basketball club or what? And he said, no, I'm a Harlem Globetrotter. Nice. And I was like, that literally, I made that awkward, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and like, yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah. And I was like, oh, great. So what, what do you plan on doing this? He's like, oh, I'm going to make a YouTube video. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, I'm one of the highest jumpers in the world. Did you ask him to jump for you? I, no, I didn't, which I missed a massive opportunity. Yeah, just get that on Pro- I should have just said prove it. Prove it, yeah. Prove it right now. Yeah. Me versus you, you. Yeah, don't believe it. <laughs> jump yeah. in. And that was crazy. So he is a Harlem Globetrotter. So I started looking him up. When he mm. went, like, left, I was like, immediately, like, so today's Michael Purdy. Yeah. Lives here in a very shout out my mate Mike from the Harlem Globetrotters. Mike Purdy, my um, man, yeah. So he, uh, yeah. That's unprofessional. Yeah, where's your phone dinging? That's my computer. Is that, is that Purdy dinging my text? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I started looking at him on YouTube. He's, un- he's one of the best slam dunkers in the world. He's unbelievable. He's jumping over people with like two balls in his hand, double dunking. Why wasn't the first thing he thought of like, come on, give us a demo? Yeah, drop the ball. Unbelievable. I was starstruck by someone I've never heard of. Amateur. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I'm sort of Harlem Globetrotter. Well, that's so, you know. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so let's move into uh, the portion of the show, which is uh, aptly named Hot Topic. Hot Topic. 
Right. Uh, that's where you should put the soundbite in, isn't it? I've ruined it. Yeah, you've ruined it. You're mm. not supposed to say it. We have a fucking soundbite. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> Honestly, it's unprofessional. All right, all right, all right. All right, so, so go. this week's hot topic is something that you're very passionate about. Yeah, penalties. Uh, yeah, penalties. Loads of penalty action this week. Lots of penalty action. Unbelievable. So, so first, talk to us about the MLS scene. Sorry, talk to us about Major MLS. League Soccer scene. Yeah. Well, no, this it has be, to be the Major League Soccer yeah. scene because you're talking about the scene, but not got, Major League Soccer. But you've got it in my head now. You've I don't know whether it's the, the or not the... The Major League Soccer mm. scene works in that sense. Okay. So, dramatically. So tell us about the Major League Soccer shit show penalty shootout because it's very, very funny. Madness. I mean, the first one that stands out, anyone that's following Major League Soccer right now, it's the playoffs. Right. Um, they're doing it as... They used to do it as like home and aways, but now they're just doing it as one-off games because of COVID. And it's making it really exciting. Um, so it was Orlando City... Um, I think they were playing, I want to say it might have been Columbus Crew. Might yeah, be wrong there. I think it was Columbus. It was Crew. Yeah. Anyway, so Orlando City, they, they got through on pens, but the penalty shootout was an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah, it was um, bad. So the, I think it was 4 4, and the, the goalkeeper makes a save, big save, right? For the last pen, basically. And the keepers, uh, sorry, the ref's gone in and said, like, now you've come off your line. And books him, which I don't even know if that's a rule that you get booked for coming off your line. Right. Yeah, Unless he'd maybe been warned earlier in the shootout. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't but know. Unless it, yeah, it still it, seems harsh. It seems harsh, yeah. It's even harsher when you realise he was booked in the game and now the referee has to send him off. Right. So he sends off the keeper at 4-4 four, 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 four in a shootout. Oh. So the keeper goes off. And at this point, I don't even know what the rules are if you can sub during a penalty shootout. I'm yeah. sure you can't. Once you're no, 10, no, no. 11 are out there, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. So they'd already used all of their sub moments anyway, if they could. There was a lot of confusion over what could happen. Right. So they end up putting their right back in goal. So first pen, he nearly saves it. Next one, it's now 5-5, five, five, I think. And he makes a save. But even then, he, he runs off like, he's, like they've won the shootout. All the Orlando players are running down the field, jumping on him, celebrating. And then they, they, then they realise they've still got to score to win it. So oh, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, no, that's embarrassing. Absolute disaster. That is embarrassing um, for a professional team as well. Oh, I was like, what's going on here? And then they scored a goal. They celebrate again. The goalkeeper's a hero. He's the right back. Um, just mad. So the, the crazy part, that, and we'll carry on this theme, was keeper stepped off his line. Right. Okay, so that was the mess. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's good entertainment. And then, you know, next one, uh, United game for me, the penalties in that. Mm. Obviously, West Brom with VAR not given a pen. Did you see it? I did. Do yeah. you think that should have been a pen for West Brom? Do you think you got the ball? I thought that was a tough one. Uh, do, do you think if it's United play, if that's Fernandez getting fouled the same way, do you get the pen? I think it gives it. It's a good question, yeah. And I, I mean, going off the stats from the season, United have been given a lot of penalties this season, right? I, I could not know the number, but it's probably nine or ten penalties, which is insane. But yeah, I, I thought it could have gone either way, but you're, it's a good question. Potentially, if it was United, it was going the other way, they'd give it. But yeah, you, so you weren't happy with uh, Fernandez's court, like the way he takes technique well, he, of taking So, so then United get on the other end, they get a pen, which is, it is a pen, his hands are yeah. up, stops yeah, across, fine. no arguments with that. But Fernandez, the way he takes the penalty, so the first one is saved. Mm. And they go back, VAR, keepers off his line. Right. Common theme now, right? And my issue is, Fernandez does this stupid hop, skip, and a jump. You know, I haven't. I hate it. I can't stand it, yeah. right? Hop, skip, and a jump. But for me, that, that, that's just as bad as a keeper coming off his line early. Like, it's, it's because he's not got that... I guess he's always got forward motion. But is it... 
Well, something that was on in, in vogue in football for a while was the stopping mid-runoff, yeah. right? And then you couldn't they, stop they forward motion. That. Like you yeah. can't do that anymore. But are you saying that this is close enough to be in the same thing? I mean, it's on the it's right on the boundary of it. It's it's very weird, very strange. It's a weird way to take a pen. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so he, he's he scores the second one because the keeper's caught on the first one. I just right. I don't like the the way he takes them. I think at that moment, is is it better to say that the keeper can come off his the keeper can step off his line hmm. the second the taker initiates their first movement and, and maybe maybe the goalkeeper's not allowed to come out of a six-yard box hmm. but he can he can go anywhere the second that player starts moving he's free to move within a six-yard box makes it more interesting what do you think i don't know i, I think that i think the, the it's a little contentious about the keeper coming off his line because half of the time it's like his shoelace is on the line still or not and like yeah. I think once the play starts running up, if the keeper's diving forward or whatever, I mean, it's, it's a penalty. This, you're already so close to the net. Like, yeah. I think it'd probably be better if the keeper could, was allowed a, a bit more flexibility. Maybe not what you're talking about, like running through a six-yard <laughs> box. Uh, probably be more entertaining. It'd be way more entertaining. But, you know, I'm a big advocate for uh, Major League Soccer 1990s penalties. I want those back. Wait, dribble from the halfway? Yeah. Ice hockey penalties. Uh, outstanding. <laughs> That's prime-time entertainment. Do you know what, though? We're bringing those back. It would be really entertaining. Massively. There should be one tournament, like maybe like the FA Cup, where like, yeah. we're going to do from the halfway line. So get rid, of, Test re- it get rid like, of replays yes. and just do these shootouts yeah. instead. It'd be epic. There's, I'm, I'm a big advocate for this one. I'm not a big advocate. Like I'm going around. No, no, you know, you're an advocate. Yeah. I'm a big advocate yeah. for Signing you. petitions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going door to door. For extra time. So mm. with extra time, what do you, you're taking extra time. So like, they got rid of golden goal yeah. because of the, I guess, integrity of the game. The best team should win over a period yeah, of time. Yeah. I get that. I agree with it. Mm. But the fun of golden goal used to be great because it's, it changes the game tactically. Massively. Try and win the game. Go attack the game. Do right? you go for it or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sit and allow them to come on to me or do yeah. I need to go for it? It's yeah. a bit like um, in NFL now, the NFL, right? Mm. Is the NFL. Um, yeah, it's confusing. Nobody knows ru- anymore. Yeah, but you've ruined yeah. it because of so, because of you hammering me about this for <laughs> fucking months, and now you don't even know what where to call. Like, is, it, it, is it English Premier League or the English Premier League? Is it the National Football League or is it just National Football League? Is it AHO or the AHO? Exactly, it's AHO. Is it? Yeah, maybe it's not. It's not the A Healthy Obsession. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, yeah, it is because it's the only one, the A Healthy Obsession. So, extra time. <laughs> I, I've always thought of this. What about doing this instead? What about you play until someone scores? There's no time on it, but every three or five minutes, you remove a player from the pitch, but it's still a full-size pitch. Well, Red Bull did that with the, the Neymar Junior Fives. That, that's Really? Only, well, the whole premise of the tournament was you start with five. Oh, when you score. And player. every time someone scored against you, you had to lose a player. Yeah. So you'd be like down to like two players within a few minutes. And after that, it was like, but, but then when you score, you got to play back on. Oh, man. That's, it was like a yo-yo. It was amazing. It's a war of attrition. It was great. But you could make it even more fun with that, where the opposition manager, every five minutes, gets to choose who comes off. Yeah. That would be fun, man. See, yeah, we need, we need this. That would be creative. Yeah. Imagine that one, like, imagine like Man United <laughs> versus Man City. And it's yeah. like, um, take off. The goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Take maybe you, maybe off. you can't take yeah. the goalkeeper off, but you. Like, yeah. how tactical would that be? Those little yeah. matchups, like, and you're not. You don't get to see who he. But put it in envelopes, so the fourth official announces both at the same time. So mm. you can't be like, 
Oh no, he's t- we've got a mismatch. But like, this, but this Red Bull, how cool would it be? But this Red Bull tournament, you had to pick, but you had to pick from your own team. But even that's like caught, yeah. people are arguing. Who, like, don't take fucking me off. going off. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like there was a lot of like mental <laughs> stuff going on there as well. I love it. Yeah, it's like basically you're saying if you've got five players on the pitch and someone scored against you, who's the shittest player? That, that's <laughs> if you're taking off your own player. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. But if you're taking off the opposition, yeah, yeah. The opposition should get to pick the best player. Get I'd, I'd mind game it though. Yeah. I'd be like, whoever thinks they're the best player, don't take them off yeah, first. So he's like, why haven't they taken me off? Yeah, yeah. His head goes, head lost goes. it. Yeah, I thought it was the best player. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. So, so we've got some uh, end of the uh, hot topic session anyway. Have we got to the end of it? Yeah. What was there more to say? Well, there was another great, we're talking about pens, aren't we? Yeah, pens. Sporting Kansas City yesterday. Oh, yes. Against yeah, uh, San Jose Earthquakes. Tim Melia. I didn't, I didn't goalkeeper, see this. Saved all three of the Earthquakes penalties. Only the second time in Major League Soccer history that a team has failed to score in a penalty shootout. In the Major League Soccer history. Whatever. Yeah. Don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's pretty impressive for any goalkeeper. Or oh, they're just shit penalties. They've all hit the target. Yeah. Doesn't mean they weren't shit penalties. Hmm. Our penalties on Sunday were shit. Saturday, yeah, that's Saturday. why. That's the end of the hot topic right there. Yeah. So, Celtic pens. I mean, credit to all the lads who took them because it takes some yeah. balls to step up and take a pen. Yeah. But unfortunately, we didn't take great pens. No, they weren't good. Keeper didn't save any either. Yeah, he did. Well, he did save the first one. Saved two. Fraser's answer. No, no, I'm talking about our keeper. Oh, our keeper, yeah. He only saved one. And one went right through. Yeah. Don't bring him back. Wanker. Yeah. Fired. (laughs) Thanks for filling in, mate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, He was a filling keeper. Yeah, yeah. Dickhead. (laughs) All right. Um, So that's the end of this week's Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Done. So, so uh, real quick, give us a, a little final thought. Final thought. Do I get like a soundbite with that one? Yeah, it's countdown. Remember? I don't. I don't know why you keep doing the soundbite. Like we have the soundbite, so you don't have to. Can't do it. get my head around it. Yeah. So. I fought a 41 this week. So I had a couple of, uh, actually, we got to the um, volleyball tournament on Saturday night mm. and footy was there. <laughs> and it was quite funny because I, I've, I've started talking about the Spurs game and I'm like, oh, great result for Spurs today. And footy's like, oh, for God's sake, I've been avoiding the football scores all day. He's like, oh, no. Nah. And then uh, Jamara shows up and he's wearing a Man United shirt and someone says like, might have been me actually again, um, says like, oh, you only wear your Man United shirt when they win. He's like, oh, fuck's sake, yeah. I'm trying to avoid the scores. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you've people, ruined his day. I was like, do people really like, because it's quite a traditional method of like, I'm busy during the day, I'm going to try and watch all the football at one time, right? So where I'm going with this was that then Mark blocks him, um, Decide, or well, doesn't decide, chimes in with like he watches match of the day every Sunday right. to get his footy fix. Mm. And they're kind of traditional ways of like following football. Right. Do you think those methods are still uh, very relevant these days or not? Because I didn't think people would like wait till a Sunday to watch all the highlights or I'm going to avoid all the scores so I can sit down and enjoy the football. Like these days with social media and the access to updates and yeah. all those kinds of things, is that really a thing? Because I, I, I'll, you, you can see a goal. On Twitter, within ten seconds, seconds. of going in, yeah. it's like, is that is that rarer, or is that do people actually still behave like that? I think that's just probably more of like behave. a uh, yeah. Behave. Why are you behaving like that, Footy? I don't stop misbehaving. <laughs> no, I, I think that's more like a habitual thing, and like you just said, though, like a traditional thing more than anything else. Because let's face it, we're living in an age of like on demand. 
right? Instant, like, yeah, yeah like I, if I want to watch any highlight at any time, I pull out my phone, yeah. punch in the fixture on Twitter or YouTube, bang, there yeah. it is. So yeah, I think it's probably a bit outdated, but also, yeah, it depends on your own routine, right? Like jo- Johnny Chinchen, who's been on the show, he, yeah. he does exactly the same thing. He watches Match of the Day every Saturday and Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, and just like sits there and has a cup of tea and watches Match of the Day. <laughs> with his blanket on. Yeah, yeah, with his blanket on. <laughs> Feet up in a pipe. Yeah, put a packet of word as original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. No, it's get with the program. It's yeah. on demand. Sort your life out. I thought it was funny the other day when... Uh... Ted, Ted said, where do you watch Peacock? No, no, who was who asked to? Chris asked Ted, where, where do you watch your Peacock? And he said, I pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. like, what? Just on the app, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, sweet. So uh, just a little bit of a roundup from AHO to see things out now. So if anyone missed it, last week we had uh, David Bellion on the show, uh, former Manchester United player, is now the director over at Red Star Paris. We had uh, two parts for that show. So last Thursday was part one. This Thursday's part two. Uh, if you missed that, go and check it out. Go, go and listen to it. It's my favourite. I enjoyed all the other ones, but one of my favourite interviews so far. Yeah, um, that's cool. He, he's a really, really interesting guy. Lots of cool insight. Just fun to listen to. Yeah, and no, it was great. The first part of the show, we really focused on his playing days yeah. and, and just some of the psychology and lifestyle around being a professional footballer and then transitioning this week into a bit more of the Red Star Parish projects, which is very, very interesting because it's all the intricacies of what makes the club go and what makes them different. Really cool. So a little bit of something in there for everyone that's uh, like different bits of football. So that'll be back. We'll be back on Thursday with that. You can check out their website at healthyobsession.soccer for everything in the meantime. Tom, anything to add before we wrap up? Nope. Good. We're going to let you anyway. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, enjoy the holiday, everyone. And we're back on Thursday with the part two of David Elion's show. Cheers for listening and we'll see you all soon.